forever. Dog. Hi, farmer. And hello, everybody uh-huh. else. Hello, everybody else. I'm this, Anna. Yes. <laughs> um, what's crazy about... Okay, oh, so this is scary stories to tell in the pod. Yes. You have to say who you are. I did. Oh, I didn't say who I am. Okay. No. Let's start over. Let's start <laughs> Okay. No, I think oh we nailed God. it. I think that's it. Okay. I think we should keep this, actually. I do think it's important. Oh, we'll just dive in. Yeah, it's important for people to see the process. The process is that I am in Scotland right now and Farmer is in L.A. And yeah. he is um, sort of the, uh, the the St. Christopher walking over the river. And I'm like the baby Jesus on his shoulder. Um, <laughs> he's sort of carrying me. Oh, um, St. Christopher. With, like, planning and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, didn't this- he carry baby Jesus across the river? Well, th- you know what? I would buy it. I feel like I have I feel like I have like an image of a painting in my head of that. Um, St. Christopher always holding baby Jesus up on his shoulder. Do you want to know something super embarrassing? I all yes. this time I was like, St. Christopher is Santa Claus. And then I was like, no, that's Chris Kringle <gasps> and St. Nicholas is Santa Claus. Um so the reason the why the numbers don't lie. He is <laughs> The reason why Anna is in Edinburgh, Scotland, is that she's doing a an amazing show at the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, I'm doing a one show of the 3,800 shows at the Fringe this year. And it's called OK, um, Please Get Home Safe? Or is it OK, Get Home yeah, Safe? OK, Get Home Safe. Yeah. And it's really good. Um, Thank you. It's stand up, but you know, it's, it's, it's the fringe. So you're supposed to like have a through line. So it's about true crime, but man, I've seen so many comedians here, like British and Scottish and Australian and Irish comedians. And like the style here is that you do an hour and you don't really say the word, um, or like ever. It's like you're giving a speech and it's shocking. Um, And so I get some audiences who are like, what the fuck is happening? That's Um, wild. And also I, I, it's funny you brought that up because this is a major source of self-consciousness I have in listening back to um, our our episodes that we've recorded so far. Is that really, well, I just have noticed that so many other podcast hosts who are so good, like managed to eliminate um, like stopped sentences and you are mis- saying um and like so much right now. <laughs> I know, feel- I know. I it's a I really I'm very sorry uh that none of this is scripted, but you you get what you paid no, for. Don't apologize. I think it's good. I think like the way of the future is um failure and mess. <laughs> I think that'll be where we raise our children. Yeah. And I think that that will be the culture from now on. But if so I think it's actually good. <laughs> All that is to say, if you're in Edinburgh or if you're a rich heir or heiress who is down to travel at a moment's notice, go see Anna's show. It's really, I saw a preview of it in LA and it was like so funny and so earnest and also like, 
I don't know. I, I'm I'm very impressed with your ability to very seamlessly make it about something without suddenly having a moment at the end that's like, now is time to take your medicine. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you. Thank you're, you very much. Very yeah, welcome. I very much am trying not to um, have the quiet bit, as they call it, or the sad bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. They use the word bit more over here, which I think is actually brave. Mm-hmm. Is it um, scarier over there? Everything's older, so I imagine it's... Oh, it's so spooky here. It, You know what it has a lot of? Are um, walls and buildings where it's just every different shape of stone in it. Oh. Where you know it was from a time that was so fucked up that they like couldn't get on the same page about like what size a brick should be. <laughs> That's like every wall here. Yeah, every, um, every... And it's spooky. Every mason was like, I'm too busy thinking about how many children have children of mine have been eaten by an animal to like be focused oh. on the lamination of these brick sizes. Endless, endless. Yeah. yeah um, there's a, a famous haunted uh, graveyard here called Greyfriars Kirkyard, which is my favorite graveyard. Ooh. Um, which more on that later. Okay. Yeah. I, I won't, cause I know we'll probably talk about it in our urban legisode on Wednesday. Um, we just might. We just might. Um, so in case you don't know, how did you get here? But this is a podcast about scary stories and folklore. Um, and on every Monday, we talk about a story from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the, anth- the anthology series by Alvin Schwartz with illustrations by Stephen Gamel. Um, and today, my friends, is Monday. So what you're going to get is a scary story. It's what you're going to get. Yeah. You, you know what? You you didn't speak fast enough. And so this is what's happening now. Yeah. You know what? Monday is pizza boats. Oh. So you're getting a pizza boat. This is also the first podcast we're recording uh, uh, after our launch. Like all the rest of our episodes were recorded like several months ago. And um, and I ran into some friends who have been listening and they pointed out that uh, – a, a a bit or a reference that I am going back to continuously is uh, first the fact that I always recommend we cast Ansel Elgort in um in oh, parts. I think that's me too. I, w- I also I don't he's know he's castable. Right, we just kept doing it. Um, and then you also you want to see him next to a ghost. <laughs> and then very weirdly, because I don't think of this as a reference that I utilize often, but two separate times I say they look like a background actor in an Evanescence music video, which is just crazy oh, that I did not realize that I had already said that thing. So apologies for the overlap, everybody, but we recorded all those episodes like two months apart. <laughs> so give Here's me a break. The thing. We got we got the mushy brains. Mm-hmm. Our brains are going mushy because biologically we were supposed to be dead by now. <laughs> um, so like... We're just sort of getting worse. Yeah. Um, we mentally. are potential ghosts, you know? We're potential ghosts. We're we're GITs. <laughs> we're all just learning um, how to be scary. Scary. Uh, Anna, hey. I have picked a story today. Um, <gasps> I, I so I went through I went through several different options for stories. Um, the okay. two that I've landed on that I'm, I'm going to let you choose because you know what? You deserve to have it your way. Um, I love picking. We are either going to read alligators or the white wolf. Oh my God. They're both animal stories. Yeah. I love this. I figured this was in, this was in homage to you. 
I think it's got to be the white wolf because yes. fun fact, someone near me owns a wolf dog hybrid and they <gasps> walk that dog when they take trash to the trash thing on the corner. They take that dog out as much as possible. Oh my God. Does it look like a wolf? It looks exactly like a wolf, my friend. Wow. It's going to be that dire wolf. It absolutely going to well, be ghost from johnsnow.com. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I'm very happy you chose this story because as you know, um, I had, let's, let's call it an unhealthy uh, uh, affinity for wolves since I was a little kid that I think began um, because I was obsessed with werewolves as a child. I was a, a wolf man or yes. werewolf. Uh, uh, every Halloween from the age of three to like 16, um, which I think might be a record. If, if not, somebody let you love to see it. Yeah. Somebody let me know if you've been a werewolf more often than I have, because I have a feeling we'll be great friends. Um, and then I think like maybe my parents were kind of trying to transition me into like, well, maybe you're interested in nature. So let's be interested in wolves. Um, and my, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've already told you my, yeah, my second grade teacher adopted a wolf for me when I had surgery on my feet. Um, and so, yeah, I've always had. She got you a wolf. Yeah. You know, no big deal. No big deal. Um, the wolf's probably long dead now. And, you know, I, that's not something that I am happy to think about, but it's, uh, it's sort of exposure therapy that I'm trying to, uh. Certainly true. <laughs> um, so the White Wolf, this is from the inaugural Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark book. Uh, the illustration, which I will describe because it is at the top of the page. Um, is, I can see it perfectly in my mind's eye. Yeah, it is. It is a, oh, uh, I would say, I would say you would never look at this and be like, that's a wolf. You know what I mean? It is helpful. It that, looks like a triangle. Yeah, it's very angular. It's very kind of chic. I think it's kind of a chic '80s image. Um, it is. It is. Yeah. I would say a human face with wolf eyes, and then one like inky, spiddly ear erupting from the right side of its head. I'm looking it up now. Oh yeah, it's very scary. It looks sort of like a landscape almost. Mm-hmm. The Lots eye, of roots. The pupils are in are faced in different directions, which I also think is worth noting. The the pupils are Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. They are lovingly going in different directions. <laughs> I don't know why, but the its mouth, which is like dripping and skeletal, is in such a shape that makes me think that it's that the wolf is saying, Oh. Like it's just it's just oh. like oh. It's just sort of in that shape. Which I'm kind of charmed That's by. That's where you meet two people at a party separately, and then someone says, oh, yeah, they're married. And you go, <laughs> oh. Um, all right. I'm just going to kick it off. How do you feel about that? I love that. Great. Do it. The White Wolf. The timber wolves around French Creek had gotten out of hand. There were so many wolves, the farmers could not stop them from killing their cattle and sheep. Wait, I have one question. Yeah, go ahead. What is the difference between a timber wolf and a wolf? I don't know. I think in my in my child brain, I was like timber wolves are bigger and stronger and more powerful. Um, but I think it's just okay. I, I think it's more of just like vague catch all North American wolf. That would be my guess. Okay, you know what I mean. They go in the woods. Yeah, any zoologist yeah. out there? Let me know I'm okay. wrong. Uh, so let us know. The state put a bounty on them. It would pay a hunter ten dollars for every wolf pelt he turned in. A butcher in town named Bill Williams. It's interesting. This is something we haven't talked too much about in oh. this series when there are characters with first and last names. 
as if like, oh, Bill Williams? Like, I know him. Yeah. You know, William Williams. <laughs> oh, the guy who lived to my shoot dogs. God. I didn't even Bill realize that. Williams. It's well, it's good to know immediately his parents were sociopaths. Naming your child that yeah. is a social experiment. <laughs> he's good at killing beautiful animals. He doesn't have a problem with it because he's been taunted his whole life. Also, a lot he of needs to feel big. A lot of butcher focused protagonists and antagonists in this series. I'll say it. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's about this book. This book series is about, if nothing else, commerce. Yeah. <laughs> there are four jobs in the scary stories to tell in the dark universe. And one is farmhand. The other is butcher. The other is witch. And then business person. Yep. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You own a shop of horse bandanas. <laughs> a butcher in town named Bill Williams thought that was pretty good money. So he stopped working as a butcher and started killing wolves fair <laughs> i mean ten dollars a head i assume this is in 1926 you know those girls That's really good from your high school that now um sell lotions on facebook yes what if instead they're yes. like i'm killing wolves now so please do like i know it's been a while since we talked <laughs> remember we sat together in biology um if you have any wolves that need killed please do let me know yeah it's really great i'm my own boss i get to set my own hours um when she goes down for a nap, I go out um, in my bloody pelt. <laughs> it's nice and to I be lay part waste. of a faith-based company um, with a focus on killing wolves. Yeah, it's called Faith-Based Laying Waste. <laughs> um, and it actually really works for me. I never thought of myself as like a take charge kind of gal, but I don't know. <laughs> and then it's just... I guess that's what my 30s are about. It's just like an, a huge album on Facebook of 30 pictures of your like old friend Alyssa shooting wolves from a helicopter. <laughs> just smiling. Just she's so thrilled. <laughs> she's proud. She's having a Saturn return. <laughs> so Bill Williams uh, stopped butchering and started killing wolves. He was good at it. Every year, he killed over 500 of them. That's outrageous. That's 500. That's 1.5 wolves a day. More than I killed. <laughs> I mean, you know, I haven't killed 500 wolves since 2007. Oh, my God. I was so hungry. I could have killed 500 wolves. <laughs> uh, so that came to more than $5,000. That does not sound like a lot Don't of money. Do the math at me. I'm, I'm, I've showered before. <laughs> yeah, for such a five hundred times ten is for such a sparsely, um, for such like sparse words in a in a story. Like it's funny to be like. And just so we're clear on that math, that is five thousand dollars. Oh, and this, yeah. it's followed up with. I. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say he's not paying taxes on that either. Like he's <laughs> taking home all of it. Yeah. Oh man, what a time. That man doesn't trust a bank. Yeah, this is all going yeah. straight in his meat house. Uh, <laughs> his house is made of meat? <laughs> if you're a butcher, you know. If you're a carpenter, you everything looks it. like you a nail. Let people know. If you're a butcher, everything looks like meat. It's um, also hard when you stop being a butcher and then your house is still made of meat and you have to explain to people like, no, 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 I have a different job now. I kill wolves. <laughs> I got very so made fun of recently. I was eating beef jerky with a friend and <laughs> you deserved it. <laughs> I know. I know. As soon as I said that sentence, um, I was eating beef jerky, jerky with a friend, friend and I was like, isn't it crazy to think that like, this is just a steak with, and all the water sucked out. 
And and my friend was like, no, it's more like laughed at me first and was like, no, it's more complicated than that. But now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I don't know that it is. I think I think it's cured. And is, isn't that just it's salted up and it's like cooked in an oven for a long time at a very low temperature? I don't know. I don't know. I thought that's what curing was. It, I think you're right. Because now every time I, I eat a ste- right. every time I eat a piece of beef jerky, I'm like, I'm eating a steak. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I I just picture you licking at like a, an ice cream cone. I don't know why. <laughs> I do feel like I'm eating a steak. <laughs> I do feel like everything I've said in this entire episode. Uh, could be performed by like a sun bleached hobo from the 1920s, and you'd think nothing of it. I'd be like, "Yeah, that sounds right." Um, yeah, back to his meat house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, so after four okay. or five years, Bill had killed. He's so got many- five thousand dollars. Yeah, so Sorry. five thousand. Yeah, so he's made now up to twenty five thousand dollars. Uh, Bill had killed, killed so many wolves, there were hardly any left in that area. So awful. He retired and he vowed never to harm another wolf because wolves had made him rich. That logic is very confusing to me. That lo- oh, boy. Yeah. It's funny. I like I'm imagining being friends with this with this guy's daughter and like going over their place for dinner and at some point like he'll be like guess you know guess what paid for this uh cherry wood uh, dining room table and it's like i don't know sir what and he's like wolves paid for it and then it begs the question like <laughs> how did wolves pay for it and then he how, explains how good he is at how many <laughs> how much per head yeah it's a lot i feel like this guy is sort of like the like ceo of a large evil corporation who then is vegan for environmental reasons but like creates a lot of um commercial waste did you like hear that um i think it was a malcolm gladwell uh, podcast episode about the change in recipe of french fries at mcdonald's and no. how it happened because some head at mcdonald's had a heart attack and they were like <gasps> the problem is you're eating too much animal fat and the fries used to be fried oh. in pork fat or beef fat, I don't know, some sort of animal fat. And then he was like, no more. And he changed it to vegetable fat because or vegetable oil because he had a heart attack. And that feels like awful. Yeah. Well, it just it just it like I guess you you can argue that it's like um a beneficent or uh, what's that word? Magnanimous thing to do. Uh but at the same time it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like when someone's driving in a in like a carpool and they stop at the place that they like all the time and they never ask what anyone else would like. You know? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, this is a classic uh, having your daughter get an abortion while you're like helping to outlaw it. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. That's who... I think we can all agree that when we read the story of Bill Williams killing wolves, that's what we're all thinking about. <laughs> Bill Williams is a senator from Tennessee, I feel like. He really is. He's Mark Sanford. Oh, the math clears. You don't know a thing that's a bummer. There is a state senator in, I think, Tennessee named Andrew Farmer, and he kind of looks like me, and it's a really rough situation. Oh, no. And his billboards are everywhere, and every time someone drives through Tennessee, they always send me a picture of the billboard being like, it's you, kind of. And then it's like, no, his voting record is terrible. Yeah, I was going to ask what his... 
how his politics are, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's bad. Probably bad. If you look like it, he, if you have a round face and a beard, and you're a and you're a politician, your politics are bad. I'm gonna call it. I think that's fair. I think also like if you can afford a billboard in Tennessee multiple years in a row, you 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 know you're not out here being like gender is a lie and bathrooms altogether. <laughs> I'm dying to have enough money so that I can put a billboard of myself next to him and just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I run a podcast and I've written for things that haven't been produced, but they do pay my rent. Keep in touch. <laughs> Theoretical star. You know what else I've noticed? Um, I, so every time we record, I have a head cold and I have head cold today. So you know what? Oh no. Figure it out. You got a pod cold. <laughs> okay. Okay. I should keep going. Um, okay. Okay. So Bill Williams has made so much money. He's, he's promised to never kill another wolf because wolves made him rich. But then one day a farmer reported that a white wolf had killed two of his sheep. He had shot at it and hit it, but the bullets didn't have any effect. Soon that wolf was seen running all over the countryside, killing and running, but nobody could stop it. That okay, I don't relate to this wolf. No. Well, and and also it feels it feels like it could be scarier. You know? Like it's bad, it is bad, it is bad to kill livestock and that makes me sad. But um at the same time it's not hitting home for me in in such a direct way yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, this this won't go bad for you yet. It's hard, I know. It's hard. It's like a a wolf kills, you know. Right. What, also he has no friends. Yeah, a lone this wolf. wolf. Are there killed a bunch? Has it? Is anyone talked about? Are are wolves psychopath or like? Are there animals who are psychopaths? <laughs> are you? Did I see you pause the FaceTime? Are you looking this up right I now? I am. I'm sorry. Um, that's really good. Can animals? That's such a good question. Be psychopaths? Let's see. Wow, I'm getting a lot of. There are a lot of hits. Okay. Oh my God. Psychology Today. Is your pet a psychopath? <laughs> oh my God. The subtitle is Learn These Four Signs of Deception. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, okay. Wait, okay. Um, okay. Number okay, one, okay. the availability heuristic. If something comes to mind effortlessly, you are not thinking hard enough and you are probably committing an intuitive error. What? Oh, 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 I see, I see. This is saying that, no, your pet is not a psychopath. You are putting something on your pet. You are deceiving yourself if you think your pet's a psychopath. Okay. But I don't know. Honestly. Because I feel like there must be psychopathic chimpanzees. I don't know, man. I just don't know. Anna, can you believe it's, like, it's like 1230 in the morning where you are and I'm and I'm declaring to you that there have to be psychopathic chimpanzees? Uh, yeah. Well, they can be mentally ill for sure. Mm. I know that. Well, the so Quora says that there are examples of animals behaving very irrationally and outside of typical instinct, like the Tsavo lions. Do you know about these lions? No, tell me about them. Um, these are lions that like they've been taxidermally preserved. They're in like a oh. 
they're in like a museum in Chicago, I think the Museum of Natural History. And um, they were man-eaters who ate between 35 and 135 human beings. Like they were not hunting normal – they were not hunting, you know, normal game. They were hunting human beings and eating them. And that is incredibly bizarre. Wait, how many humans? Between – okay, between 35 and 135, which that's a big – that's a big – Oh, boy. But if we're saying – Was there a group of exactly – a hundred people. But 35 humans, that's a lot of humans for two lions to eat. Just two? Yeah. What year was this? They ate them. They ate them all. No, what year was oh, it? Oh, um, this was in the early 1900s. I don't know why I'm not finding the... Uh, I'm going to look that up real fast, too. Tsavo lions. Mitsavo region. I'm sure I'm positive I'm mispronouncing that. Um, okay, it was in 1898. There was a, Unbelievable. There's a movie about it that I saw with Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer called oh Ghost in the Darkness, and it really messed me up. It's kind that of sounds scary. It's sort of treated, although a very silly choice that it makes, that it, you know, instead of like the Jaws fin, there's a lion tail that pops up, like. Uh, amongst the brush and it's just oh, very silly no. it's i i know lions are it's scary always but gonna be funny lion tails are very silly just ask the wizard of oz um they never not gonna look whimsical <laughs> okay uh so okay, okay. nobody could stop this killer wolf one night it came into bill's yard and killed his pet cow bill that. forgot about his decision to never harm another wolf he went into town the next morning and bought a young lamb for bait. He took it out into the hills no. and tied it to a tree. Yeah, I am on nobody's side. Like I don't know who to track in the story. Right. I really don't. Well, so the wolf, he's killed all these wolves. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of his. Uh, but I understand if you're a farmer and you've got to have your business, like I understand why that's necessary. He made a promise. I think I like his daughter's friend who is not written into the story, but who we've imagined. <laughs> the one who's there for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I like her. I'm really identifying with her. <laughs> Shelby. Shelby. Oh, Shelby. She's so cute. She got such a, f a flat nose. Oh, she's got such a flat nose. She's really good at algebra, but she doesn't really want good. She's a kid who was raised with no insecurities. Mm -hmm. She is a very great. domineering aunt, uh, but she also kind of admires her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, she found a picture of her from the 70s. And it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. okay. So uh, Bill Williams took the young lamb out into the hills and tied it to a tree. Then he backed off about 50 yards and sat down under another tree. With his gun in his lap, he waited. When Bill didn't come back, his friends started looking for him. Finally, oh. they found the lamb. It was still tied to a tree. It was hungry, but it was alive. Okay, good. How do you tell a, a night that that's dumb? I was about to ask, how, how do you tell a lamb is hungry? And it's like, well, it eats voraciously. But from looking at a lamb. It could, it could go like, ah. <laughs> it could be like, what are, make a lot of are people making plants for dinner? Or Because I feel like we're just sitting around and we could be making plants. Yeah, sorry. Maybe I'll just go and you guys like figure it like sorry I don't want to like put my thing on the group but like I'm hungry and I need to eat now and I actually do have food in my house yeah I'm just gonna make a seamless decision 
And if people want in yeah. it, that's fine. But also order what you like. But I'm just going to like. We could loop back. We're, we just can't yeah. keep going around in circles. And like, I know if we, if we like try to go to a fat burger, like we're, we're going to end up waiting. Yeah. I'm just going to do that. And we can all like loop up later. <laughs> oh, I feel that's, she's also kind of Shelby too. The, the friend who's yeah, like, we're going to loop back later. Yeah. Shelby is like very decisive when it comes to making plans, but they're, they, none of them make sense. Oh, I'm so glad we created Shelby. I really like Shelby. Uh, Shelby is, um, Shelby is, uh, woofing right now. <laughs> like while this is happening. <laughs> oh, I hope she's, she's happy. Out of the country. I think she is. She's taking care of I herself. Really do. Yeah. Um, so the lamb was alive, uh, but then yep. they found Bill. He was still sitting against the other tree, but he was dead. His throat had been torn open. But there was no sign of a struggle. His gun hadn't been fired, and there were no tracks in the soil surrounding him. As for the white wolf, it was never seen again. Okay, wow. And honestly, I'm spooked. So we are, we're kind of led to believe that this is the ghost of 500 wolves that is gaining its revenge. A year. Oh, a year. And then for several years. So, yeah. Yeah. For five years. So this is the ghost of 2,500 wolves. Yes. Which I... is This is the Winchester Mystery House of Wolves. <laughs> yeah. It, that sounds like a, an Old Spice deodorant name. The ghost of 2,500 wolves. It's like, well, <laughs> I don't know how we're... Honestly... Why are we making that a masculine thing? But I guess it is now. Wood smell. Yeah. um wow okay that's scary that one is scary i'm scared of that well i remember being scared by it there's no sign of struggle and that scares me too because then it means he's kind of sitting there expressionless and his throat has been torn open and that's a very scary image to see yeah i'm scared of that Mm -hmm. personally um i hadn't quite factored in the design flaw of us recording late at night um because you're on the west coast and i'm in um, the most haunted city in oh, the world uh, while talking about the spooky things. It's a good um, thing. I didn't pick, I, I didn't pick good. like a, like this one's in the wilderness. Like I didn't pick like, I almost picked uh, room for one more, which would not have been a fun one for you to hear. Oh right no, now. no, no. Um, Although honestly I haven't seen an elevator in weeks. Um, wow. But yeah, short buildings, short buildings, non accessible. That's, but you know, no, I have seen them. I'm being a brat. <laughs> I just haven't taken them, uh, but brag. Um, oh, but there's very clear causality with this story. So I don't feel that scared because yeah. like he deserved it. And this was like a personal thing between him and Wolfkind. Yeah. That's what's interesting about this is like in most of these stories, I feel like there actually is no moral, which is very scary, you know, where it's like, yeah, sorry, you have no control over this. Like you're going to get you're going to get ghosted. Um, well, I don't know. I disagree because he went back on a promise. Well, that's a, that's what I'm saying. This is a rare one because this one's like, don't you go back on like this oh, one's yeah. like you do a bad thing, you get you get killed. You know what I mean? Um, and there are there yeah. are those stories in here, but it's not it's not like uh, that's one of the reasons they got banned is that parents were like parents were like the good the the good person dies or like there's no morality <laughs> to this. Um, but this one, there's like a very clear, yeah, there's a very clear moral. Yeah. Dot is scary. Dot is I'm scary. I'm scared of it. 
Um, How do you feel? What are your thoughts? Um, so definitely I was drawn to this as a kid because there's surprisingly there, there's not a lot of werewolf. Um, there's not a lot of werewolf media in these, in these three books. Um, so I was definitely drawn to the most werewolfish of them, which is definitely the white wolf. Although there's a, there is a, a story called wolf girl in the oh, third. That actually scared the hell out yeah, of me. That one's, I can't that one is scary. figure out why. So I'm correcting myself. The, the illustration of that one's super scary. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think what is what is frightening about this to me, um, I'm I'm scared of like a collective ghost. Like I'm scared of an entity yeah. that is um, comprised of of more than one ghost and 2,500 ghosts. That's a lot. You're contending with a lot of different personality types. Um, and it makes it makes a ghost unpredictable. And they all are lone wolves. Oh. They don't <gasps> want to work together. Whoa, I never thought of that. They're I'm all- scared looking at this picture. I, I think the illustration is the scariest thing. And the longer I look at it, the more I can see that it's Ladybird. <laughs> it is um, it is kind of Ladybird. Her, her eyes do frequently go in different directions. Is that especially a, when she's looking at me from the side? Is that a, a breed thing? Is that like because I know she's part Chihuahua? Is that like an element of that? Because I feel like I've seen a lot of Chihuahuas with kind of like yeah, I think it has eyes. to do with the planes of their face, not quite. Oh um, yeah, being what nature <laughs> intended. <laughs> um, I'm scared of this drawing. It's got the telltale um, Stephen Gamble roots. Yeah, it's very rooty. It's very. It has the like sort of rotting um, skeletal mouth thing going on. Mm-hmm. There's some drips. There's some like ink blots. It's such. It's just so scary, and it doesn't have to be. Is the thing I know, which is which is like my favorite part about about all these illustrations. I know it's it's really um yeah. So who would you cast? I guess the only person in this is Bill Williams. Well. We'll get to it, but yeah, Shelby. who would you cast for Bill Williams? Um, I'm gonna say so. I just saw I just saw that that movie Hobbs and Shaw. That like I've never <gasps> seen any of those <sighs> other movies, but I did see I did see Hobbs and Shaw, which was how a real was trip. it? Um, it was. I'll say this: it has the fastest denouement of any movie I have ever seen in my life. I, Anna, the spoiler: <laughs> the bad guy dies, and the movie is over. The movie, like the credits start rolling, and. Oh. And then as the credits are rolling, the end of the movie is happening. And it it could not oh. be clear where it's like, hey, we know you don't care. You know, like you just are here to see the action scenes. And it's true. And the action <laughs> scenes are great. And and I guess they must have seen that people leave the theater. Yeah. Yeah. It must have been like a test. Something. Also, I feel I've heard some like rumors that like there was some drama on set. But I mean, Dwayne, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson and um Oh, what's his Jason. Jason Statham are great, and Idris Elba's great, and I would cast Idris Elba as Bill Williams in this. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, I would. I, um, just some, I like him playing blue collar because it's unexpected, but it's sort of right because he's. You could see him. He's so elegant, and it's kind of nice to imagine him like just watching. I mean, although then the concept of Idris Elba killing twenty twenty five hundred wolves in a movie is is a real trip. Um, that feels right. I like him as a small business owner. I want the whole movie um, to be a montage of different ways in which he's killing wolves. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hard. Oh, my God. Anna, I saw the scary stories to tell in the dark movie. 
I feel like I, know. I feel like we're gonna need a whole episode about that. It's not out here yet. Oh no! Well, I'm gonna. I, we will see it together when we're both in New York at the same time because it's wild and we have to talk about it. But who would you cast? Who would you cast as Bill Williams? Um, I mean, like I think Jeff Daniels is the sort of <gasps> lazy casting. Oh no, that's great! I love that. Um, yeah, like a him. Uh, Bill Williams. It could easily be like a. I guess Dennis Leary is too coastal, but like some sort of like comedian, like yeah, someone older, who you don't mind like, seeing, or like someone who you're like you. This person would go back on a promise to not kill any more wolves, you know? Yeah, like it would be a like an older comedian playing sort of dramatic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, In a, yeah. a different time, I would say like. Like a 1980s Dick Van Dyke, I'd be interested in. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Older. Like re- you're, reasonable. You're used to seeing him be fun, but now you're like, this is complicated because he's just killing so many wolves. Just so many. Um, who'd you cast as Shelby? Shelby, I love this question. I feel like a young Merritt Weaver. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, oh, wait. You know what? I just started rewatching. Or not rewatching. I picked back up with Orange is the New Black where I left off. And there's a girl whose face is beaten in for the entire fifth season. Like her face is completely swollen beyond recognition. Oh my God. And I feel like I just saw her without the swelling. Like I Googled to see who she was and I would cast her. Who is it? Let me see. Shit. I forget the character's name. Let me see. Her character was Cucudio. I, I need to give Orange the New Black. And I watched the first three seasons and really enjoyed it. And then it just sort of ran out of time. You know what I mean? Emily Aldhouse. Emily Aldhouse. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. She died off screen, which is. Oh, that's hard. Sorry, Emily. Really wild. <laughs> um, That's really good. That's really good. That's a good cast for that movie. Jeff Daniels. Smart. Have you seen Arachnophobia? No, think about it. No. He's in like a 1990 horror movie called Arachnophobia um, where a uh, an Amazonian huge like bird-eating spider mates with a little spider in California and then the spiders oh. overrun a town. And Jeff Daniels plays oh. the ta- like new town doctor and he has a phobia of spiders and he's like trying to kill all the spiders. It's really good. Highly recommend. That's scary. Scary. It's scary that he's scared of spiders and also has to fight the spiders. Yeah. Yeah. It is on Amazon um, Prime Video. Look it up. I will. Who would you cast as Shelby? Um, I. It's funny, like Linda Cardellini kind of popped up, but I think that's sort of an unfair, like freaks and geeks sort of association. Sure, um, sure. Who's the actress who's in, uh, she had like a huge moment where she was like um, in Knocked Up. And I, uh, oh, in like the, in like the, um, the mid aughts, mid late aughts. I know her name. Um, why aren't you letting me remember her I name? I know, I know, I I know her name too. Uh, I'm I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like this story. Catherine Heigl. No, <laughs> no. I wish it was. I wish it was. Uh, oh, oh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead? No, uh, Charlene Yee. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, she's definitely a good Shelby. Yeah, yeah. I, it's so. But she's polite to friends' parents. The thought of me, uh, the thought of me truly forgetting Catherine Heigl's name is a very funny thing. 
But yeah, I think Charlene, I, I think Charlene, I so just great. experienced it. <laughs> it was a wild experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. This story, I, I think I, I think I picked it because of like the wolf affinity, but it's not, I'm realizing now it's like, it's not, a, it, it has spooky elements to it, but I think it does. It is not a bone chilling. It is not a bone chilling story. You know what I mean? Your bones aren't chilled. My bones aren't chilled. Um, although I may, but maybe that's because what chills my bones is often like people getting what they don't deserve. You know what I mean? And this one's sort of like, that's fair. Yeah, you know, like this makes sense. Um, honestly, this chills my bones because, uh, of the unknown element and that no one can say for sure what happened because that lamb isn't going to talk. She's just going to be shoving her face full of food. <laughs> um, that's her, that's her symptom of trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Food is reliable. She knows what happens (laughs) with food. Um, But yeah, I like wanting to know like what it looked like and just that you'll never know is scary. Spooky, scary. Um, Spooky, scary, actually. Well, to close it out, uh, what was something scary that happened to you this weekend? Oh, um, oh, I have one. Um, My upstairs neighbor OD'd and almost died. Oh God! Um, at my at my flat, which is British for apartment. Oh. Um. It just it just occurred to me that the upstairs apartment is extremely sketchy. This is like two floors up, so I can talk about it. But I was like, oh, they're Scottish, and that's like fun. But it was like, oh, they constantly have different people coming in and out, and like. They will talk on the street corner with people. Oh my god! Well, um, was is but are they okay? He, yeah, I saw him today out on the corner again, which I was like, honestly, good for you. Get back up on that horse. Wow. Um, but oh, was this when yeah, the EMT said something? <laughs> yeah, I asked the EMT when I didn't know what happened because the police were there and they were asking me questions about like who I'd seen coming in and out of the building. <laughs> um, and uh. But I asked and she was wearing rubber gloves and I was like, what happened? Like basically trying to figure out, um, do I have to be worried for my safety? (laughs) Like, was there a shooting or something? Um, but I said, uh, what happened? And she said, oh, he's just a wee bit sick is all, but like in a Scottish accent, which is like the delightful Scottish way to say, oh yeah, he OD'd on (laughs) that. Oh my God. Or whatever. Wow. Um, so that was scary. I was out ladybird. We've got like a big backyard here and she will tiptoe very scarily around the garden Uh and just stare at unseen rats and shake (gasps) and she'll sit like that for hours. Um, but I have to keep an eye on her so she doesn't poop because we get yelled at if your dog poops out there, there's like signs all over. Oh gosh. Um, so I was out there with Ladybird, and I heard all of this going on upstairs. So I was like not able to get to my apartment. Ooh, um, it must be so, so scary for Ladybird because a rat is like a third her size, and you're just constantly. Oh, she love a rat. Oh, she love. Oh, because she's like part ter- like rat terrier or something, right? She's like yeah, she's a rat terrier, Whoa. which it's right there, baby. This is her moment. Um, she's she's shaking from excitement. Uh huh. Like she, she's just so switched on. Whoa. It's like, the, it's like it. spotlights on her, her time to shine. Exactly. Um, um, that is very spooky. Both those things. Yeah. How about you? What, what spooky happened um, to you? Oh, my, mine's more existential. Uh, Chris 
uh, Chris and I went with our friend Paul yesterday to uh, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And um, we did like a tour of it. And uh, w- like at the beginning of the tour, you watch this video about the universe. And I just had like a – and then oh. I just had like a primal existential panic. I was like, oh, nothing – everything is nothing and nothing is everything. And because it starts and it's like, you are stardust, which I know is meant to be um, empowering. But for me, yeah. it's – I'm like, oh, my God, the whole universe is bodies. Like I, that just – it just weirded me out. And I feel the same exact way. Yeah. And then I just thought I just sat through the whole rest of that tour being like the universe's bodies. <laughs> and also because oh, there's no. so much like robotic stuff happening there. Um, I immediately uh, anthropomorphize everything. And um, and I, you just see like all these robots that are now like out of commission. And I'm like, oh, God, like, is there anything is like, <sighs> is there consciousness in you? And that that scared me, too. Um, so that was my, that was yeah, my spooky thing this week. That is scary. Yeah. Those are scary existential things to yeah, have. Yeah, more of a sci-fi spooky, which is not my typical, which is not my typical spooky, you know? Sci-fi spooky and like lack of control spooky. <laughs> yeah. Lack of control spooky um, is the worst. And now, and now, uh, Chris is out of town this weekend and now I'm like in our apartment alone and I'm just thinking about infinity. That's spooky. Yeah. That also spooky. <laughs> spooky. Um, but anyway, this one, this one, I feel, Anna, we like exercise some demons and work through some stuff together. And I hope that I think so. I too. hope the same is true of you, gentle listener. Yeah. You know what? Maybe think to yourself, what are the wolves that I've been killing mm-hmm. that maybe I can stop? Yeah. Don't go back on a promise that will eventually. Yeah. That will rip your throat out at some point. But what's the collective ghost <laughs> you fear? You know, maybe it's shopping. Maybe it's your third grade class. Maybe you haven't forgiven yeah. yourself for who you were. But what we're saying to you Think is... about it. Be Shelby. Yeah, a ghost is going to rip your throat out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Oh, boy. Um, well, Anna, all right. this has been a fun, weird one. This has been a fun, weird one. And uh, um, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, oh, it's been really nice. To do. People have been subscribing and rating and saying nice things in reviews. Um, if you oh. want to do that, we'd love it very much. How appreciative we'd be. We'd love it. We'd love it. Okay, But great. in the meantime, bye, Anna. Bye. Get out. Get out. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.